This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Bored of too many ads and dull, meaningless chat? We've got neither. Joy Drive. Smart, fun radio. We all uh, know the feeling. You put a lot of effort into preparing for that dinner. The guests arrive, you know, dinner's such a success, everyone loves it, you feel all of a sudden exhausted. You know, you stretch, you yawn, try and give the hint that you just want to go to bed, you want the guests to leave, but they don't. What do you do? Gender, sexuality and pop culture. There isn't much Lauren Rosewarne doesn't know, and if she doesn't, we'll make it up. Good afternoon, Lauren Rosewarne. Hello, Warren. Thanks for having me. Have you had that scenario happen to you? Normally, I'm the other. I'm the person who wants to have an excuse to leave. I think you and I relate to this in terms of being a little bit fatigued by too much social interaction. Yes. So I'll be the one looking for an excuse to go. You're never going to have to throw me out of your house. Rest assured, <laughs> oh. I will never go to a party and be the last person to leave. You're going to be the first on all my dinner invites. Ab- if I go at all, it'll be absolutely <laughs> the yeah. Where's Lauren? Oh, she must have left about three hours ago. <laughs> you know what I. Do? do if I'm holding I mean I don't hold them that often but if I do hold one I um I'm very open and I just dim the lights I say this store is closing in 15 minutes please finish your desserts and make your way to the front door well this is actually what etiquette people suggest to do I mean there's a number of ways you can tackle it one is have a finishing time when you issue the invitation so that gives people an idea that this is a soiree running between 7 and 10 and therefore you can kind of have a half hour grace period for people to leave but then if they don't take the hint, there is the technique you've suggested, which is the, you know, basically calling last drinks, dimming the lights, changing the music to something more sort of <laughs> soothing and time oh, to Christmas, leave. Christmas, few Christmas carols. Yeah, well, you could do what my dad's uncle used to do, and he just got the broom out and started sweeping. <laughs> and it, because he was a milkman and had to get up at crazy o'clock, oh, so he couldn't have people linger, so just got the, va- uh, the broom out and started... <laughs> to give people the hint that way. What did Martha Stewart recently suggest? Hers was just that I'm going home. I thought she might have this amazing etiquette answer to, Mm. sorry, I'm going to bed, sorry. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I thought she'd have this amazing etiquette answer, but it was just, no, I'm going to bed. But isn't that good, just to be honest? I mean, it feels like you must have tried a lot of things before getting to that stage, though, because then what happens if they're still there in the morning? Like, I just I feel that what friends are these that really don't take the hint? Well, I feel like I'm quite tuned into someone's energy. As soon as I note that they're fading, I always make a move to leave. So, come on, you know, I think I'll go now or what have you. I need to get up early in the morning. It's just an awareness. But some people don't have that awareness, do they, of what's going on with others around them? Or they're wrapped up in, and this is more likely to happen in a, let's say, a party situation where they're oblivious to everyone except the people that they're talking to. So, therefore, they're not that cognizant of social cues or the party holders' sentiments. <laughs> they're wrapped up in their own... Com- yeah. And that's it, isn't it? It's like the, oh, you know, the, the classic British one that, that people joke about is slapping your knees, we better get going or better head off. And again, many different variations, but surely, I mean, you'd like to think you're attuned to, to the people around you, or at least try to be, to sense when things should be 
wrapping up. I mean, Martha also suggests uh, put the fire alarm on, but I suppose, you know, she jokes about that, but that would waste the time if it's connected, you know, of emergency services. We don't want to do that. But I suppose if it's like a little portable one, (laughs) you know those horns? To find an app on your phone or a YouTube video of one playing, oh, and then yes. you can just play that as opposed to bringing out the fire. The fire we need to go out the front quick and then just yes. shut the door. Or fake a phone call from the police with a noise, you know, a noise complaint. There's many other ways oh. you could go about it, but yeah, tiredness starting to clean i have read a suggestion of someone saying they put their pajamas on but then i'm thinking that sets a weird tone doesn't it it's like you're almost assuming these people are going to stay the night because they might think oh this is a slumber party yes brilliant we'll just keep going which is why i really favor the idea of when you issue the invitation having an end time on it i think that will catch most people that this is something with an end to it that said if you've had a party before and you know that there are sort of lingerers perhaps they're the ones you don't invite next time or you change their time for finishing half an hour earlier lauren do you ever if you're in a big party not i'm not talking about an intimate you know sounds like hal warren dinner party but you know where there's lots of people you don't know them do you do the oh i'm just going to the bathroom and then do the runner out the back Absolutely, but I've also been to parties actually where I've got there and there's just too many people so I've turned right around and just not gone in. And it's not that I'm shy. I'm really actually not shy. Mm. It's just the it's just feels like I can feel the fatigue just looking at them. It's usually work <laughs> events, I'll have to admit. But I have been to ones where I didn't even cross the th- threshold. I just looked in and I'm like, nah, I can't I physically can't do it and just turned around and left. And I I feel everyone's better for it because my cynical tone is just not going to liven things up. Is it okay just to leave your guests and go to bed? Well, I guess. I mean, I, you, that'd have to be people you trusted, not yeah, to, you know, the, the whole joke, don't steal the silverware kind of thing. But I, I guess if you could, I personally couldn't sleep if there were people in my house <laughs> that weren't people <laughs> who lived with me. I would feel this as a weird situation. But the other thing is could be, let's move this gathering into the front yard and sort of <laughs> usher people out, then close the door behind them. I like that one as well. We're chatting with Associate Professor Lauren Rosewarn from the University of Melbourne about how to get dinner party guests to leave when they've been lingering a little too long if you've got a suggestion 0427 569 Lauren I wanted to ask you you uh, mentioned that you uh, wrote a book on uh, Christmas films it's an appropriate time tell us about that well, because I got the PTSD when you were playing that awful was it Leona Lewis Leona Lewis right Yeah, I started to have flashbacks. So about five or six years ago, I was in a hotel room and a Christmas film came on and I thought, hmm, I could write a book about these. (laughs) And those naive moments where you think that something seemed like a good idea because I hadn't actually watched that many up until that point. And so cue the next eight, sort of 14 to 18 months, I watched over a thousand Christmas films and like we're talking two or three a day and wrote a book about them and... Yeah, now I can't watch any of them. It's not actually, I joke about it, but it's really, uh, as soon as I start hearing the first Christmas songs of the year, I start, oh, God, no, I can't do it. And I absolutely could not watch another Christmas film. It's going to take me a while 
to recover. Yeah. I, look, I'm not big into Christmas films at all. I did like the uh, one that was released this year, A Savage Christmas. That was quite good. But, of course... Ooh, I haven't... Well, as I was going to say, I haven't seen it. But, of course, I haven't seen it because I haven't watched any for about three or four Oh, this one's worth three. It's got but... two trans actors in it playing trans characters, which is okay. just wonderful. So, um, it's called A Savage Christmas. I think it might still be in cinemas. If not, I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. Um, and we chatted about it with Susie Wrong. That one is worth having a look at because it's not your typical everyone's happy happy, you know, smiling. And that's why if if asked, the best one that I kind of, oh, right, if I'm forced, not that I have, but if I was forced to pick good ones, I like the Christmas horror films because I feel like a maniacal sort of serial killer Santa adds something new to the season and to the genre <laughs> as opposed to the, and there's channels in the United States, Hallmark is an example, they churn out close to 100 of them a year. Oh, wow. That's not a joke. They're just, they're mass producing, you know, single mum loses the spirit of Christmas finds love with the, ha- the you know the local town handyman who's building a Christmas gazebo kind of thing. There are so, so many versions of that story, oh. and everyone knows what you're getting because they're kind of you know very white, very straight rom coms. Uh, I would have Hideous. hated writing that book, but I'm glad you wrote it. I can't believe at the start it seemed like a good idea. I, this is just the worst decision I'd ever made. <laughs> Lauren, a really good uh, message has come in about the uh, getting guests to leave from uh, Jess and Indy. And I really like this. This is a really good point. Your autistic and otherwise neurodivergent friends will thank you if you just set an end time or say, thanks for coming. I love you. Please kindly get out of my house. What a great thing to do. And so simple. Of course. Yeah. I really do think that end time works well because it sets boundaries for people who are more literal. It tells them that there's a finishing time, which I think lots of people will respect. And it also means people shouldn't be surprised when you start sort of either vacuuming, putting your pyjamas on, turning off the lights or whatever it is that you do, because I did tell you ahead of time things are going to wrap up. And I think, not that I have kids, but I think it's quite common at children's parties that there's a sort of pick-up time so that you're not, you know, leaving your children here open-ended, you know, right you're coming to collect them at say four o'clock and that's that lauren good to chat with you thank you so much for contributing uh, every week without fail you always show up here on joy drive and we love it and we appreciate your time that you volunteer with us oh that's very kind i look forward to it each week i'll talk to you next year warren thank you lauren have a good festive season you too that's associate professor lauren rosehorn from the university of melbourne Joy Drive on Joy 94.9 FM in Melbourne, Joy on your digital radio, iHeartRadio, TuneIn.com or the Joy app, no matter where you are. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.